Hello and welcome to Minecraft Lab, where we explore, experiment, and theorize about all things Minecraft. I am Minor Thoughts, and with me is the man himself. That's you. Oh, right. Sorry, I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> the Troj, how you doing? <laughs> I am doing good. I'm doing real good. Yes. Sorry, uh, I was just looking around to see who the man was. I was like, where, what? There's a man? <laughs> <laughs> where is he? Uh, wow. Last episode was a mega, mega episode. Still trying. All about snapshots. Still trying to recover from that one myself, actually. But today, we're just going to take it on the lighter side. We're still going to go through snapshots. Uh, there's. Not much, not much left. In fact, we are in pre-releases as of today's recording. So um, today's podcast will be why I love Minecraft. And we'll get into that later. But first, the snapshots. I think we're getting very close to release. Oh, yes. As I said, as of today's recording, we do have a release date. It will be June 7th. For the wild update. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to play with some of these new things. Oh, uh, oh me too, me too. Well, yeah, you and I have already been playing with some of those new things with some uh, hilarious results. But <laughs> to, to actually bring them actually into the game, um, like into the vanilla game and actually seeing them on Interom's SMP, going to be interesting. Very interesting. Exactly. We've messed around with a couple things in creative. As we do, uh, without any deaths. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in getting them into survival. Yes. And, yeah, I don't want to say too much because it'll be a bit of a spoiler for something that you and I have been working on and designing. But, um, yeah, yes. translating it into survival has actually been curiously tricky. Right. But let's just get into the snapshots. We got, uh, from we left off on, which one was it? 22W16A. Sounds right. Uh, so we will get into the next one, which was, I'm going to highlight things from each snapshot. Now, I'm not going to go through all the bug fixes and everything that uh, <laughs> is in the patch notes, just the highlights. Sounds good. So in, in 17A, we actually have goat horns. Uh, a warden arranged attack will now bypass armor and shields and deals less damage, but it will do the sonic boom more often. And then we also got secure chat. So goat horns, what are your feelings on those real quick? I think that's going to be interesting. And I'd like to, I'm hoping that it's, I guess 19 1.19 overall as a whole, to me, seems like it's laying groundwork for the future stuff. Not necessarily everything here now is, you know, this is what they're doing. But I think they put a lot of pre-thought into what's coming next and maybe next after that. So I'm sort of hoping goat horns will have more of a role with their function moving forward. Apparently they have quite a range on them. I... Schizzle Man was doing some testing with Tango, and I you can hear him from quite a ways. And I had made the comment in the Discord, the Interrealms uh, Season 3 Clans Discord, 
Something along the lines that each clan should choose a horn, <laughs> their battle <Yeah>. cry, <laughs> so to speak. I th- I think that would be interesting. Well, that that would be very interesting, particularly with the you know we've announced now that we're working on a big Hunger Games um, version of the, like the Hunger Games format, actually on the server. So yeah, maybe all twelve of us could have a, our own horn or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's a, yes. they are an interesting addition to the game, and the way that you get them as well is unique. I'm sure Naku will make a. <laughs> Some kind of, some kind of farm where she slaps a goat, goat slaps her, gets a horn. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say to that, but in the interest of self-preservation, I'm just going to shut my mouth. Okay. Uh, then we have the warden ranged attack. Now bypasses armor and shields because they've made it a, a magic attack, like the the guardians in the underwater monument so uh but it deals less damage uh still powerful but uh it will it will do the sonic boom more often and well you know we've discussed this i think over the last couple of um podcasts i won't go back into it too much but i am very happy that it got a ranged attack i think that was a, a good move implementation of it the way it actually visually looks i'm not sure but, you know, I'm just glad it's got that ranged attack. And we'll get into that. Uh, the next snapshot, they changed a couple more things. Uh, and then there's secure chat. We won't go over that, but uh, the secure chat in Minecraft will now be encrypted in 1.19. So you won't have people coming in. It, say if you're <laughs> in a realm or server, uh, they cannot run some kind of command or uh, cheat or something within chat because everything will be secure. Yeah, well... I, I don't know much more than that. Well, anything that comes to down to security, uh, yeah, always 100% for that. So the next snapshot we have is 18A, and a major change in that was, will be uh, the Warden Sonic Boom Particles change. Mm-hmm. They did indeed. I think I like the first one, though. I really, uh, the way they have these new particles, I kind of preferred the old ones more. Mm-hmm. For me, it hasn't hit the note just yet. The way, but you know, I'm not a graphics designer and I'm no code or anything like that. So I can live with it. But yeah, I don't know. Something just seems off to me. I just can't. I haven't been able to put my finger on it yet. I'm not sure why or what. But hey, I'm just thrilled it's got one. You never know, they may change it again. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> then also, allays will follow even if they can't see you up to 64 blocks. So up to 64 blocks is the range. Once you get outside that range, they will stop following you. If you get inside that range, then they'll start. They'll speed their way and catch up to you. That's a really good change. Um, I think, it, oh, it's I think one in the previous... Well, the previous one or the one before, I mentioned that one of the problems I had with the LA was, you know, you've gone all that way to go and get one because usually you've got to go and either track down a um, an outpost or a mansion and then you've got to leash these things or go very slowly because, you know, the way just to, to transport them. So, yeah, this has been a very good change. Very, very welcomed. Um, one thing I'd like to try, though, is I know they're, they're, they are quite fast. You mentioned speedy. Are they actually, I haven't tried this yet, are they actually fast enough to keep up with Elytra? 
if you're flying back, will they keep up with you? Probably not. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking probably not. Something on that note uh, that DocM77 had said in a tweet, which I think would be helpful, mobs being on a lead, the lead's not having more strength or something to where they don't break uh, if you get too far away. Yeah, that's probably not a bad move. That would be helpful. (laughs) Getting wrangling mobs, wrangling even the LAs. (laughs) Yeah. Back to base. Yeah, I have got to admit, I I tend not to use leashes unless I really, really have to because of that reason. They just seem like a bit weak and they do disconnect pretty often. I do believe that they even still, you know, they... They disconnect you know, if you accidentally put something over chunk borders and you, you're unloading it and then it's all sort of, like all comes apart. So right. yeah, that probably doesn't, like, it's a very minor feature and it's not one that you would expect to have them have their focus on, but at some stage, maybe a re, re-look at the, um, those mechanics would be good. And then 19A, the only thing major that I saw in there was the Warden and I am Iron Golem spawning was changed. They had to spawn on something solid. They, won't spawn on glass, or they will spawn on glass. Do they? I, I might have to research that one. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I may be uneducated on that I'm one. I'm not. Something about some iron farms being broken, uh, just reading through community feedback, that some of the iron farms that had glass involved were broken because of this. Yeah, right. You definitely mentioned that to me. Um because obviously I'd just put out a, like a revised um, design for my, my personal ones. And I checked it straight away on the snapshot, just built it quickly. And it, it still, they still will um, spawn in, you know, the traditional ones where, you know, you've got the, the spawning platform sort of near or above the villages. And obviously we're talking Java here because Bedrock's completely different. Um, yeah, they still spawn on, you know, the, the solid blocks, the stone or the cobble or whatever you put down um, with the water running over it. So that one still functions. So, yeah, I'm not sure which sort of farm design broke, to be honest. I heard mention from some of the people that their farms were broken, but for the most part, you know, most farms are un- unaffected. But I think they did that for the the warden in particular, having making sure that it didn't spawn uh in the wrong place and suffocate yeah yeah definitely makes sense for that one so after 19 oh one last thing i think i can't remember when they put out the video but mojang put out a q a video and they confirmed no fireflies and no birch forests and the community is in an uproar because of this uh yeah a lot of people are saying they're disappointed over two pixels. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed, but I'm also growing up enough to know it just wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah, I think it, they the Fireflies would have added a nice ambience and certainly gave it a, the that biome a point of difference. Um over most of the other ones and certainly brought more life to it. Cause, you know, for anyone that's been through a mangrovey area, you know, there's more than just frogs <laughs> and bees in these areas. You know, there's all sorts of stuff moving and flying around, particularly flying around. So I think it would have been nice to see them try to incorporate it in some way. 
But I do understand that, you know, once it was decided that that was not going to be frog food anymore, then they really served no function other than ambience. So I understand them not wanting to spend their time on it. So, but, you know, I, I do, as a side note to that, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, once 119 is out, actually having a, a 119 special episode for the podcast, for the Minecraft Lab. And, you know, it's, it's probably something yes. that we can deep dive into a little bit more um, once it is out, you know, this sort of backlash that's come through from the community. Because I think you're going to see some on-flow effects of that backlash in the way things are done moving forward. And I don't think that's for the positive, but um, we can probably discuss that in the next one. So the only problem I have with that whole situation is they waited so long to say anything about it. Uh, people's hopes were up, and it was almost toward the very end that they confirmed that there were no fireflies or the birch forest. I think if they had planned, not planned on put, putting them in early on, they should have said something. Yeah, and I think that's probably part of it is we don't know when that final call was made. Like, it may have been a last-minute thing. Go, look, we just can't get this right. You know, it's like the, the copper horns, you know. They bought those in for literally, mm. I think it was one snapshot, they bought it out. And then it was removed again because in their notes it was, um, they weren't, it didn't achieve the goals that they wanted it to. So they removed it. Um, yeah. How, how do we know that, you know, they didn't get what they wanted the final vision to be for Fireflies? They didn't want it out. So, Ah, uh, yeah. But, you know, I think it, this sort of comes back to what we discussed recently as well is, you know, they walked that fine line about seeding all these seeds in people's minds of potential. Mm-hmm. And now they're here seeing the backlash of not having the potential realized. And, you know, you, you can, it's probably now jumping into that deep dive a little bit, but, you know, you, you can sit there and say, but it was never a promise. Yes, but when you're going to show someone a picture of a birch forest being reworked, I can understand why people would jump up and down and say, hey, this is part of the wild update, particularly when it is called the wild update. And all we're really getting in terms mm-hmm. of a wild thing is mangrove swamps. Because I don't really perceive... When I think of the wild, that that the wording of the wild update, I don't actually see how ancient cities and the warden as such fit into the wild. You know, when I think of the wild, I think, you know, being an Aussie, you know, gun the outback, you know, animals, open right. spaces, different environments. That's the wild to me. And I think it's a reasonable conclusion to draw that, you're talking about a wild up, the wild update, and they're showing you photos of swamps and um, birch forests. I think there even may have been another photo of something at some stage that concept art that came out. You know, I think it's reasonable that people jump to that conclusion, but on the exact other hand, it's not reasonable on the other half to be saying, well, we were promised it because we weren't. It was concept art. So, yeah, I, I can still sort of happily sit on the fence on that one because I can see both sides of the argument. I can understand, you know, the initial being upset. But the thing is, is you have you have uh, people uh, in the mod community uh, 
already making things. I mean, there's inner realms in season three will have fireflies in the mangrove swamp thanks to a client-side mod mm -hmm. uh, that was actually developed right after the wild update was announced. So this was even before they said, oh, there's no fireflies in in vanilla Minecraft. Well, I mean, you can still have fireflies. Yeah, and we will. <laughs> they just won't have a exactly. use. Uh, it'll just be the amb ambiance thing. But you've got uh, the mod community that helps provide these things that, you know, the, the little extras that, you know, like splashes in rivers and things like that. Yeah. Uh, now, and I don't understand. Well, well, I guess what I don't understand is they were removed totally because they served no no purpose. And to me, the purpose would have been aesthetic ambience. Would have been perfect. And there's precedence for it because we've got spore blossoms in lush caves, which just exactly throw out. And I think I've said this previously. They, just, they throw out particles. So why couldn't you have just had a similar concept with something in the the mushroom, not in the mushrooms, in the mangrove swamps that just put out a different color of particle? Right. It's just a, like a firefly hive or yeah, something. Exactly. Uh, you know, or something something along those yeah. lines. But, you know, look, you can always trust the modding community, especially when it comes to Java, that if we want something, we will have it. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. but that's the part of why we love minecraft because it has opportunities and options even if the developers themselves don't give it to us we still have a way exactly yeah. you can do so much with it yeah which i'm sure we will come to very okay. shortly okay yes so after 19a we get into the pre-releases yeah. so I don't know how many more pre-releases we will have before June 7th, but we have three so far. And in pre-one, pre-release one, mangrove swamps became less dense. Now, uh, in season three of Interrealms, uh, Reimagined and I are doing some builds around the uh, mangrove swamp, uh, planning a couple different things eventually bring into the game once Lightmatic and things like that are, are introduced. They're pretty dense. I mean, they're pretty treacherous to walk through at night, kind of like the Dark Forest. So in pre-release one, they made them less dense. I think that's a good move um, because they, they were yes. pretty dense. And I think, I think one of the intentions that they actually have for this design was to actually have people to explore them from the ground level, not fly over the top. Um, so to allow that, you know, a little bit less dense, denseness, is that a word? Um, you know, to allow people to go through on boats and stuff like that. Yeah, very good move. But the most important thing that you just said then and something that I am just totally looking forward to, and I know a lot of people are, is the sentence basically, and I'm paraphrasing, Reimagined and minor thoughts are back. They're coming back. Yeah. Yay. And I know I'm excited. I know the players are excited. I know the regulars are excited. So welcome back to the both of you. Oh, wait, wait till you see what Re and I have planned. And we're going to do 
I, I, I did a little, shared a little thing, a little teaser on uh, Twitter. I was doing a uh, kind of a Interrealms callback to something Shepard Sean started with a a Porter John, a toilet in every season. <laughs> yep. So he did season one. I did season two. It looks like you're taking up the chalice for season three. Certainly not. Certainly not going for toilet humor here at all. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting. I can't wait. I won't. I won't. I won't tease, or I won't spoil too <laughs> no, much. But in all seriousness, no. It's mate. It's going to be great to have you guys back. With um, well, I can only speak for myself, but I know I, others share this opinion. You know, I've missed you guys, so it'll be nice to have you back. Well, we've got some we've got some pretty cool things planned, and and my creative. Creative juices have been flowing a lot lately, so I, 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 I just I can't wait to get back in and and do a lot of things. I think uh, before one dot nineteen actually drops, uh, I talked to her about we need to go diamond diamond mining because we're gonna we're gonna have to buy I'm gonna have to buy a lot of TNT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well fortunately you know caves no who's got that cliffs cliffs clan are very well cliffs. stocked when it comes to all things boom boom so yeah <laughs> right so i think you're covered so also in pre-release one skeletons wither skeletons and piglins in the nether will now spawn in light level up to 11 so that is going to increase the outputs of some of the uh, different nether-based farms, uh, which I think is pretty cool because my favorite simple... Well, okay, second favorite. there I have a first favorite simple farm creator, but ENX04 is... Uh, he's come up with a wither skeleton farm, and that's going to produce more... Wither skeletons now because of this light level change. Well, firstly, Ian XO4 is off the charts. He's off the hook. I think you know. I know you've got very much a man crush on him, um, and you know, every conversation <laughs> we have is, "Oh, I've just done it." Have you seen Ian's latest? Um, but you know, yes, hundred percent. This guy is a Minecraft genius. You know, he he deserves all the credit he's he's getting lately. Um, and some of those farms are, as he says, very elegant. Uh, the change itself, the yes. change itself, I think, is a good change. And hopefully it'll, because um, I, I believe the, the reasoning for this is to make things more normalized in the nether. Because things, for example, like Enderman and such, aren't really spawning that much anymore when it comes to like warp forests and things like that, um, if my understanding is correct. So hopefully it'll help to bring some more life back into our nether regions. Probably not the best phrasing I've ever had in my life, but there there was an announcement made, though I'll get into later uh, on pre-release three about portal farms. Mm. Uh, but I'll, I'll cover that later here in just a bit. Um, then we also got uh, they did some armor sound testing. Equipping armor. I think that was mostly for skulk sensors. Uh, they've been doing a lot of changes with the skulk sensors. Uh, hear what they hear 
what the power level is for what they hear or they're activated. And then they also did some more chat testing. I don't fully understand that, but I think it's good. They're trying to make things more secure. Secure is good, particularly when you have a lot, a lot of kids playing around many, many right. types of games. So yeah, 100% good move. In pre-release two, a small warden change that uh, if the warden gets stuck in liquid, whether it's lava or water, <laughs> it will just get angry and despawn. It won't try to dig itself away. It'll just get frustrated and despawn. <laughs> um, fair enough. Can't argue with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only other notable thing I saw was some of the armor equipping sounds that they were testing. They reverted them. So <laughs> I guess there was, in pre-release one, there was a bug where it was constantly playing the equipping mm -hmm. sound, especially on Elytra's. When you're flying through the air, it would have the, the equipping sound constantly playing. Yeah, right. Look, I I understand the, the changes and the, and the testing even up to the last minute on this sort of stuff because if you think about it, this is a like sound slash vibrations. But, you know, sound is a vibration. Um, sorry to get really scientific for a second there. But it um, it's a whole new thing for Minecraft. It's a whole new thing in the game. So, yes, I can understand why they're probably trying things right up until the last minute and does it work? Yes, it's, it's not. So revert it back. So... No problems with that at all. And then our last, the last, latest, last and latest pre-release we have is pre-release three. They said there might be uh, a couple more before the final release, but the only thing notable on that was the Warden Sonic Boom. Mm -hmm. Now bypasses armor enchantments. So it doesn't matter if you have full protection for armor it's still going to hit just as hard. <laughs> so you might as, well, might as well go up against the ward naked by the sounds of it. The, the, I think there's a, an ultimate goal for us in this season. We take on all of the various bosses completely naked because, we, you know, we've done, we did the dragon <laughs> in season two. We did uh, guardians. Well, you have to do guardians basically naked except for boots. What? Maybe we do them. We do them all naked, maybe. Well, I've really, uh, I've, I've been watching Skizzleman and Tango. You know he's going to do some warden wrangling with Decked Out 2. I'd like to do some warden wrangling myself on Interrealms. I was planning on it myself. Uh, I have a couple, I have a couple ideas, and I think you have one uh -huh. idea. Is not, you know, as massive scale as Decked Out, but something, I won't spoil too much, you've, You've let me know a little bit, but I, I think it would be really, really cool to try and wrangle a warden. Well, into all that. I'm going to say is some people have said to me, why, you know, for those that don't know, the first two weeks of the server or the first week of the server, when we started season three, I actually like took it off work and I was online all the time. You know, in the first three days, you know, we had the dragon down, we had the first beacon set up. All that. And people are saying to me, why are you rushing? It's, you got, you know, we got years on this season. Well, probably that may have let us see a, a little secret out, but you know, you know, I was grinding. I was smashing everything out. And it's like, well, I know what I had in mind for part two or the second phase of the season as what you alluded to. And mm -hmm. I'm going to need a lot of time for that. And 
yeah, I sort of need to have my story right. established, my story set up, the resources sort of you know there on hand to have some good fun for everyone else to have some good fun. So, but can you imagine, right. Mr. Minor Thoughts, can you imagine a live stream, you, myself, maybe say Jurassic's Warden Wrangling? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, the crew back. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that would be... Awesome. Uh, have a few think back there to, to season season two with some um, <clears throat> blasting moments and whatnot. Oh, oh, I love yeah. it. The, the opportunity is going to be it. interesting. Very interesting. I don't know if we could call it the second half of season three of Interrealms. First half, as you said, is kind of a setup of storylines, which I'm kind of going to have to do uh, coming back in. Uh, it's not... You know, it's not a huge storyline, and I'm not going to spoil too much. But I think in this second half, we're get, going to get into more events. Uh, Jurassic Scott has some major things planned, event-type things. Um, there might be some uh, inter-clan events, clan... I don't want to say too much. Clan... Against clan events... Uh, and then different things that I've got planned uh, for individuals or clans to do for content. There's going to be plenty to do, whether it's building or or participating in something. And I think you know this is sort of going off the the one dot nineteen discussion a little bit, but the, I think the good thing is when we made the decision to not just limit a season to uh, updates. Everyone just went, oh, we got time. And the plans, and obviously we can't say a lot what people have got planned because, you know, that's you know, going to spoil things. But some of the plans, you know, the builds are bigger. The the builds are more intricate. The, the storylines are weaving their way through things. And the ideas for interactions and collabs and, as you said, events, oh, and you're right, we can't call it the second half because we actually don't have, know when we're going to finish the season. You know, we, we know we've set a discussion, so to speak, about a rough idea about, you know, what we're at the minimum like to see in terms of time. I just can't wait. Like, you can see everyone's got a completely different mindset than what they had for Season 2 coming now into Season 3. And oh, it's just, it's unbelievable. And absolutely loving it. And I can't wait. Obviously, we've already announced um, through Jurassic's, you know, Hunger Games. We're going to bring, we're going to try and bring Hunger Games back to the forefront of the Minecraft community. And, you know, if you haven't seen what he's got in mind for a playing arena... He was saying, if you listen to the previous podcast, which was the uh, the recap, uh, Jurassic's actually joined myself and Wesley uh, for the month of May. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, no, he was saying that just the redstone component, just the redstone component of his arena for Hunger Games is 18,000 bits, 18,000 pieces. Wow. So it's going to be epic didn't he share that on uh discord at one point i think i remember seeing something that he'd done in creative and i was just like 
what am I looking at? This is like a redstone contraption from, you know, on Tango Tech level. <laughs> That's a fair comparison. That is a fair so, comparison. Yeah. 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 I I haven't seen I haven't seen it in actual workings. He had discussed a couple of things with me as he was designing it. Um, and then he just produced that photo. I think that was on the players only session, uh, section of the Discord, but wowzers. So we are, we're pretty much already getting into why <laughs> yeah. we love yes. Minecraft. We've, we're expecting on June 7th the wild <laughs> update, and we're getting even more passion to do what we like to do in Minecraft. And this podcast today is us letting you know why we love Minecraft. And then I believe we have some listener or fan questionnaires that uh, we ask the same question. Why they love Minecraft. Why I love Minecraft. I, uh, I got started in Minecraft. Well, let's, let me back up. My son was the first one to introduce me to Minecraft, and I thought myself, it, it's, it's just a kid's game. He was he was just he was building things in the sky, little fortress in the sky, playing with friends. I thought that was pretty cool that you could just create and build, but I didn't see much of you know a draw from it. I I guess I was only watching the limited scope of what you could actually do in Minecraft. But how I really got started was when I had met Reimagined. We've, we've been together for nine years, and we first started playing on the Bedrock Edition, the Windows 10 Edition, to be exact. Just kicking around, building things. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when she had first started, but we'd started to enjoy that together and uh, just started building things and uh, i got into it more and more and it, it is just blossomed it's really minecraft is kind of a part of our relationship uh, it's 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 not a, a you know i don't know how to how to explain it it's not it's just one of the things that's connects us in our relationship that we can get on a server and create together so that's that's how i got started minecraft and it, it just keeps getting better and better <laughs> yeah how long have you been playing for now oh wow yeah i can't remember exact dates and and things like that um it it was just before the update aquatic i yeah, want right. to say is when we first got started which update aquatic was 1.14 i want to say i think we we started 1.13 gotcha well it's interesting to hear you say about you know it's part of your relationship um i'm, I'm a little bit different it's not part of the relationship i have with my other significant other um in fact she doesn't play at all um she can't get her head around it but in terms of relationships with my kids 
is it's it is an intricate part of our relationship, our bonding, and that's how I got into Minecraft. And you know, most people are actually surprised when I tell people that I only been playing since 2020, and that all came about in at the end of well, towards the latter half of 2019. My son, DTG. Genius to genius. He came to me and said, Dad, I want to make him a YouTube channel. And it's like, okay, another, another idea of a child. And I said, well, look, think about it. Let me know at Christmas time if you still are keen and then we'll talk about it. And he got to leading up to Christmas and he said, I'm still keen, Dad. I want to do it. So I just bought him a headset and with a microphone on it and said, go nuts. Anyway, he, he mucked around with it around for a little while and he comes to me and said, Dad, I want to do it with you. Can you, can you be with me on this? And, and, you know, that he felt that would make it better. And I was sort of the same as you, Miner, that I obviously, I had known Minecraft of it. I had seen it. And to me, it was just a kid's game with really bad graphics. And, um, he wanted to do Minecraft centric as his videos. So I thought, well, I need to learn this game and literally fell in love with it. And, you know, the, the first one of the very first series that actually got a little bit of traction on YouTube for us was Dad Fails Minecraft, where my son literally taught me how to play the game on video. And um, as we recorded, I should say, and just, you know, some of those interactions and some of that the time that I've spent with both him and then obviously his sister Caspas got involved and the, the time that we've spent together playing things, you know, um, obviously the three of us have been on Interrealm since day dot, even before it started, we were part of Interrealms, the story. And, um, you know, we've spent time on there. We've, we play better Minecraft together as well, which they absolutely love. Yeah. And that for me is one of the, there's two big main things for Minecraft for me that absolutely I love is the time it affords me to spend with my kids and to bond with them more. And I thoroughly encourage all parents that want to connect with their kids. If your kids love Minecraft, learn Minecraft, or at least the, the you know, the fundamentals of it. You don't have to get into the, the redstone and the nitty gritties, but know the general idea and just play with your kids. Um, you know, in moderation, you don't have to spend hours in front of the screen, but maybe, you know, just half hour here, half hour there, and your kids will love it. They'll absolutely love it. And the adventures that you get into and you can get with, yeah, I, I wouldn't swap it for the world. And the other half that I found with Minecraft was uh, in my personal life there over 20, uh, 2020, 21, really rough time, stressful um mental health concerns, depression, and Minecraft actually really helped me with all that. It acted as an escape mechanism. Um, it allowed me to, you know, to put that, the negativity aside, and I could just concentrate and be creative, and that I hadn't been able to be for a long, long time because of time constraints. You know, I, in my younger days, I grew up being a writer. Like, I loved writing, being, expressing myself that way, and just time constraints just never allowed me to do it. And Minecraft provided that that release. And really, when I look back on that, that period of time, if it wasn't for Minecraft, you know, it, um, yeah, it could have been a bit different, to be honest. So that's why I love Minecraft. Right. I mean, it's 
you're right. It's it's very therapeutic uh, to just either build something, be creative, or just do tasks. You know, uh, there have been several times where Reimagine and I have had a long day. We just want to get in and we want to cheer the sheep, plant crops, just, you know, do chores, we call them, <laughs> Minecraft yep. chores. And it's, it's, it's therapeutic. It's relaxing. So I can see how that, how that, that is helpful. Just it's, it's like that for a lot of people I've heard. Well, you know, um, obviously in this season of Interrealms, you know, with the clans and uh, notice me swing pie in both individually, we were both doing the same thing in the ocean clan area. And we didn't know we were both doing the same thing until it just came up in a conversation. But our base, our central area for the clan is very dispersed and there's pathways all around the place and there's ambient lighting and there's, you know, terraforming and that. And both of us, we would log on sometimes just to go for a walk through our area because it was yeah. relaxing. <laughs> it was like nice, you know, and sometimes I'd walk around and go, oh, this is, this would look nice here. And I'd build a little, little thing or like a little bit of terraforming or, you know, this isn't quite right and just do it. But but you've may have only been 15 minutes. And actually I did it the other day. Um, yeah. Like midweek. I didn't have time to play um, this week. So I just hopped on. I literally walked from one end of the base area right down to the other end of, of camp heads a lot. And then I did, a flyback because on all of our buildings we're doing a fly through, so sort of like a makeshift elytra course. And I flew back and I did the elytra course. Fifteen minutes done, hopped off, and I felt so much better for it. Right, it's like little Zen garden, you know, place to meditate. Yeah, exactly. But you know, everyone gets something different out of Minecraft, and I've never played a game that can capture my attention for so long. Um, so repeatedly and you know literally when you're at work or whatever and you're going oh well, I can't wait to finish because I really want to finish this particular project you know you know, I, I grew up in the well <laughs> let's go back in like the Sega Master Systems and Nintendos but you know for people that might be listening to this not quite that old you know back through like the PlayStation 1 PlayStation 2 era that sort of thing you know there were games that you would want to come home and and from school and from university and all that and play for the sake of finishing the storyline but then once you sort of finish the game after maybe you know 6 months or so what'd you do with it you didn't play it maybe you traded it in for something else minecraft though right it just seems to be infinite Right. And I'm the same way. You know, I have uh, gamer friends at work and they're like, oh, did you play this latest game? I said, yeah, I got it. I haven't really played it. What have you been playing? Minecraft. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I, you know, I got um, Xbox Game Pass on the PC and, you know, I'm downloading different games here and there. And there's a couple I downloaded actually over this weekend. I just felt like just a little change, a little something. Downloaded them, played an right. hour. And guess what? I'm back on Minecraft. 
Right. You know, I I was the same same way with Elden Ring. I played Elden Ring for a little bit, but then um I really need to finish that farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it it's not like a stressful need. It's not like oh, if I don't do it the world's coming to an end. It's like it's it's a want. It's a I want to need to finish yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know any other game that I think has ever captured the ultimate sandbox experience that literally you can do anything you want. You can tell any story you want. And I think that's why it's so successful after, what is it, 10 years it's been out and it's still going strong. Mm-hmm. You know, it go, of course it goes through its peaks and its troughs of interest and interest drops and interest comes back up. That's natural. It's over a decade old, but it's still got an active modding community. It's still got an active YouTube community. It's still, it's still flourishing. Um, right. It's unbelievable. You have people playing, you have people playing older versions of it just because they like those features better. Uh, so then, you know, the update, up to date communities that will play the latest update and, because they like all the the new building blocks and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and some of the thoughts that we're expressing here, because we did put out a little while ago a quick one question survey, as you said before, about why do you love Minecraft? And we got some people that have responded there. And just reading through some of those, which I know you haven't seen it because I've been keeping it secret, so we can sort of get your reaction to this mm-hmm. uh, live for the recording. But a lot of them, a lot of the um, Sorry, I'll start it again. A lot of the responses say the same thing. It's about creativity. It's about relaxation. And it's just about you can do whatever you want. The next thing I was going to uh, talk about is what we individually enjoy doing the most in Minecraft. Um, myself, I... <laughs> I have a fascination with redstone. <laughs> I, I, I love automation. Being a miner, surprise, surprise, I'm a miner. I wish you had have told us that earlier. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, what can you do? You know, I, I can't convince people enough. But uh the, the the job i work in uh running machines running automated rock crushing plants things like that i this it's something that i enjoy i enjoy mechanical things so redstone is something that i i really enjoy doing the most uh i'll get in we'll get into it later but uh i am trying new things uh but redstone would be have to be my most favorite thing to do. I'm already always tinkering, always tinkering around. I thought redstone. you were going to say redstone, but there was a part of me going, "He's going to say TNT and blowing stuff up." Well, I wish it was more reliable that I could do <laughs> the same things in creative that I do in survival. <laughs> And not blow Jurassic's and myself. <laughs> oh, that's still some of my favorite clips, that. Oh, and still some of my most popular clips on Twitch, too, is is that. Exactly. Awesome. So what are some, What do you enjoy the most? Now, I knew this question was coming, 
And I thought I knew the answer, but then the more I thought about it, it was like, this is actually a really hard question. It, it's no secret I do enjoy building, but by the same token, building can actually frustrate me because if I can't get something right that's in my head, it's just like, huh, you know, I've got to walk away from it and come back to it later. I actually think my favorite part about Minecraft is the community. Um, and oh. it's the friends that I've made. Obviously, you know, I spoke before about the, the bonding with my kids with it. That's obviously part of it. But being like on the Interrealm server, and for that matter, um, uh, the, the better Minecraft server that I play on as well, not quite as much as Interrealms, but I still play on it. It's the community. The, the, the friendships that I have formed here are friendships that extend beyond just someone that I play a game with on Minecraft. Um, you know, like you, oh, I consider you like one of my brothers. You're one of my best friends. And, you know, we met two years ago because we both start with two of the new people on my, um, Interarms. Um, everyone on Interarms that I've met or in, within this community, not even on Interarms, there's others like, uh, Magpie and there's a few others that, you know, I chat to quite a bit and, yeah, I think that, that the sense of community and the friendships that are formed, that's what I enjoy the most. And, you know, you can play on a single-player world, but there's something different about a good community, a good SMP community, like Interrealms. There's just something mm-hmm. about it that it's a pleasure to, you know, you hop on and, and Cubsy's on or Jurassic's on or Where's Lee's on or... Yeah, I, I don't. I would love to mention everyone, but we don't have time. It, it's just, it's those friendships, and you know, you you can hear it when obviously I'm involved with a lot of the recordings behind the scenes for for the podcast with the different segments. But you could hear it, for example, with the recap. You know, Jurassic's Wesley and myself. We had no planning for that one at all. There was no outline for it. We just got on and recorded. When I got home from work at one a.m. in the morning. We got on, we recorded it. <laughs> at 2 a.m., I started editing it. At 3 a.m., the edit was done. I sent it to Kegas, and it was up and released at 10 a.m. So, wow. but that goes to show the chemistry and the friendship that we've all developed between just those three. It just flowed, and it, it I hope, it went well. Um, but everyone has it. If you listen to it all, it, it's always... <laughs> to quote B-dubs, flawless. <laughs> Just the, the interactions. There's no awkwardness or anything like that. And it's like, you guys are like my online family. And I just, yeah, it's fantastic. That's my favorite part of Minecraft is the communities that you can build and develop. To quote Where's Lee, though. <laughs> Here we go. There needs to be some... Well, okay, I, I, I can't remember the exact <laughs> quote, but... The amount of pranking is is seriously it, it's it's lacking. <laughs> As Wesley says, it's it's lacking compared to season one. <laughs> uh, wow, the 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 rivalry and it, it was just it wasn't like malicious nope. or anything or or competitive. It was just. Just plain old fun. I can only speak. I can only and, speak for uh, Sheep Man. He was only out of the goodness of his heart giving people gifts. 
in a creative manner. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what I liked about Sheep Man is even though it seemed like a prank, the, the receiver actually received a gift. So, you know, it wasn't really a prank or was it? <laughs> of course not. How could it possibly have been a prank to cover Blind Cubsy's entire base with pink and blue wool and purple wool? Like, and, and how right. could it have been possible, like, been any badness intended by literally filling up Wesley's base with ice because he needed ice for his ice ring? It's not my fault that ice melts. <laughs> totally didn't think that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. And I and uh, myself got plenty of bowl meal from the poppies planted by Sheepman. <laughs> yes, his very first gift, might we add. <laughs> but no, that you you are right. The the pranks of season one were great, and then obviously Wesley and myself got into it a bit towards the end there as well with different pranks. And some Wesley's brain works on a different level when it comes to pranks. It, I, <laughs> it's actually funny because he did put a, a prank into my base area with multiple bells around the place that would automatically ding at random times, and I was <laughs> I was actually taking some screenshots that I needed from the season one download. And I was sitting there angling it. And all of a sudden I heard ding. And it's like, I didn't get them all. (laughs) There's there's some still there. I couldn't believe it after all that time. In the world download? In the world download. (laughs) So, yeah. But no, don't worry. I, I do believe that that was a... He was laying the gauntlet down for shenanigans and i'm happy to accept them well i guess we're gonna have to get busy uh in in season three giddy up (laughs) (laughs) um and to kind of go along with that uh what what we enjoy doing the most in minecraft i talked about a little bit strengths in minecraft uh my strength, where I do like redstone, but I don't think I'm like a proficient in redstone to where I, I can create something out of... Uh, watching people like Psycraft, uh, Logical Geek Boy, people, ENX04, come up with these things, they know redstone and the science and the code of minecraft so in-depth that they can come up with these things i wish i could do that but as far as my strength i think um, personally i feel like i excel in item transportation Uh, if you need an item sent somewhere i can send it (laughs) anywhere Pretty much anything that deals with item transportation, I can I can do pretty much by heart. And recently, I've started creating uh, storage systems for the Nether, to where you don't necessarily have water. You don't have water in the Nether, so you can't use water streams. So instead of using uh, 
big hopper chains, I've figured out ways to use slime pushers to push items wow. around. So I think as far as my strengths in Minecraft, item transportation, I think I've always been pretty good at. Well, in season one, you did, um, you know, the recycling system was really good. You know, you finish a build in the, in the shopping district, you got stuff you've left over, you can't really be bothered going to put back in your storage system, so you just drop it in the recycle bin. And out it went to the communal area for community projects. It was a great idea. Yeah, so, like, for me, um, obviously, I sort of like you. You know, everyone knows I love building, but I don't see myself as a proficient builder. I don't think I'm actually that good a builder, um, but I enjoy it. Um, my strength? It's a really good question. I wasn't ready for that one. To be fair, though, to be fair, though, since, since even season one, some of the stuff you've come up with, I mean... I, I'm I'm the same way. I can come up with an idea. I can visualize it in my head. But to put it down on paper doesn't <laughs> always come out the same. And some of the things I've seen you do from Dragon's Rest uh, to the Wild West Town to what you're doing now is just... Uh, you're a builder, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You you can build. I, I appreciate that. I suppose you're always your your harshest critic. Um, I, I it, for me, it, I think I, my strongest facet for it. I like to have a finger in everything. Um, you know, I'm nowhere near a redstone genius. You know, at all. I my I basically I look at tutorials if I want to figure out something and then jerry rig it away from there, sort of thing. But you know, building's probably my favorite part of it you know, in terms of strength, but I do like to dabble in everything. And I am actually more now, more getting into, I guess, starting to move towards the technical side. Uh, like, you know, the example of building the Stargate that actually rotates and spins and lights up with redstone. Um, oh. Yeah, so, you know, I like to push myself into different things and try different things and... Yeah, I, I guess I don't really... I don't see myself as having a strength that's something that I'm proficient at, but I just enjoy it all. But, you know, if I had to pick something, I think I'm probably a better builder than I am anything else in the game, but I've still got a lot to learn on that field. Because, you know, I'm only been doing it for two, just over two years, so... I can say this for myself, looking back and looking at you, is we've come a long way. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, from trying to build a bed... <laughs> And no, and no one lets me live that down. <laughs> Five episodes to build a bed. <laughs> to what you, what do you, what to what you are currently capable of? I, I appreciate that. I, I do, but it, I think I think all of us have come <laughs> back. Like you go back to that world download, and you have a look at some of the stuff that we've done. Like I remember looking at Cubsy's base when he built and go, mate, that is unreal. But then you look at it, what he's done and doing now, it's like just a totally different level. And even from the, the content level, like the, the, the quality of the content, you know, you see some people that, you know, have been on ASMP and then they move to a different, different SMP and then they do their own thing for a bit and they go to another SMP. But their content always is the same and static. But you go and you watch 
the season one stuff, and then you go and watch the season three stuff from Interrealms, and it's chalk and cheese different. Every everybody, every single person, it, it's the right. the the improvement is just exponential, and yeah, so proud of everyone. Which that gets me into my next point is the things I am personally or we are personally trying to improve on in Minecraft. And for me personally, <laughs> uh, this season, season three, will be building. Uh, di we, we did it a little bit in season two uh, with the Spanish mission and that little uh, island, little part of the island that Reimagined I had, building something in creative and then bringing it over into the world, uh, something totally from scratch. So we're, what we are planning now is on that level. Uh, we've designed some buildings in creative that we plan on bringing in uh, but i think i'm also going to try and improve on terraforming i only dabbled a little bit in season two but i think i want to dabble in in terraforming custom trees things of that nature yeah nice nice i'm sort of the same way with the terraforming um i've, I've done, probably done more considering you look at dragon's rest season one base that was a lot of terraforming but it was converting it into a nether landscape which is sort of you can make it you can fluff it and it still looks like it's part of the nether so um that's one thing i'd right. like to try this well there's two things i really want to try this season one is a more cinematic and storytelling style obviously of the of the content but in terms of minecraft is really integrating my builds into my environment now that doesn't mean um like swing pie for example is you know being ecological and everything's got to be in worked into the environment what i mean is if i build a windmill <laughs> slight spoiler for an upcoming episode what the i do with the area around it that integrates it so it's just not a building in the middle of nowhere it, it's actually part of an integrated area so that's something that I want to work on. So when, because when I look back at some of my builds and that I've done, it's just a building, smack bang there with not really much around it. I look at uh, what B Dubs is doing in uh, her, the latest season of Hermitcraft. He's like a painter mm -hmm. with the blocks. Uh, I mean, he's him and Scar. Uh, two people the builders i look up to and i admire and and try and emulate and learn from are those two uh so things that i have planned i mean i try i i have some things planned some ideas that i'm tossing around whether or not i'll be able to pull them off uh remains to be seen but if I do, I've, I will feel a sense of accomplishment that I've I've improved in in my creativity. Well, that's the thing. Who cares if you, in your words, don't pull it off? Just give it a go. 
the only way that you can improve as a builder or a redstoner or a storyteller or anything is just do it. Just give it a go. Um, exactly. It's not like, you know, if it doesn't live up to your expectations, you, <laughs> you know, you're not left with a house that you have to live in that you don't love. You knock it down and you go again. Or, you know, or uh-huh. you just try and you... Maybe you might have a friend that might be you feel more proficient at a certain building thing or smarter at redstone or better at armor stands or is better at editing or whatever. Talk to them, get them to help you, give them, get, you know, get their advice. Um, again, that's right. why, that's why we love Minecraft. We, it's, there's no right or wrong. And that's, and that's the, that's the nice thing about working with a community, uh, being, the community we have in interomes and then our fans uh just keeping that communication that dialogue you know bouncing ideas off of each other uh it just it helps foster creativity 100 percent. speaking of um our fans or our listeners of this podcast mm-hmm. uh you mentioned a questionnaire that we, we put did. out we a did. couple weeks ago. And I've gone through. Let's get I, into those. No worries. So I did go through and I will apologize. Obviously, there was a, actually there was more than I was expecting. So not everyone has made it, um, the, the final what we're going to be putting in here. But the thoughts, if, if you don't hear your name, I do apologize. And please, you know, send through messages next time we do this sort of thing. But your thoughts have been echoed in what someone else has sort of submitted and that person has sort of extended on it. So that's the way we're going to do this, unfortunately. Uh, Feel free to uh, hit us up in the Discord or if there's a way you can leave a review for this podcast, uh, send us a question. Join the Discord and uh, maybe we'll mention it in the next podcast or you can even head off to the interrealms smp website and you you press on connect and there's an option there to actually leave some feedback so you can put anything you want there some feedback some comments some thoughts and again thank you keegas for the awesome website so with that what i'll do is i'll pull out we'll start off with some of the other interrealmers um and we're going to start with jurassic's it gives so much freedom to anyone who plays it, and you don't necessarily have to be amazing or even good at it. You can play it in your own in your own in your own time. <clears throat> Very few games actually allow that. There's timers for everything, or you're competing against others. There's no real scoreboard as such. Yes, there are stats, but no one uses that to show that they are better, <clears throat> unless it's stat poker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, nearly any mistake, damage in Minecraft will be of your own making. Get too, get too close to a creeper, explodes. Set up redstone, redstone wrong and break something. Or explodes. Don't trap the animals, they escape, etc. You are in control and you decide what you want to do. And that is from Jurassic's. Yes, it's the, it's the ultimate sandbox. I mean... It's a blocky game, but it is so much It's more. blocky, but it's good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the next one we have here is from Naku, Naku Nai Dragon. I love that you can do many different things in the game. Building, exploring, destroying things. It doesn't matter. Slapping them with a fish. I may have edited that sentence in. You can play with friends or by yourself, <laughs> but there's always something new and exciting to do. And I think that sort of comes back to what we were alluding to before as well, is however you want to play Minecraft, you can. Uh, the next one we have here is from the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Dracolus89. I love Minecraft because you have unlimited imagination to build how you want. Big open sandbox for builders, which is great to make something extraordinary. And, you know, I see a, a trend emerging here uh, with, well, everybody. It's the sandbox, the imagination, the ability to express yourself. And each each person expressing themselves in, in different ways, just seeing uh, their personality comes out a lot of times. Like Dracolis, a lot of the times I can look at his builds and say, that's that's a Dracolis build. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. He's got a very distinct style, but I think most of us have. Like, you look at um, Jurassic's, he's got, like, this very medieval thing going on. Cubsy builds very much medieval as well. Um, Drax got that fantasy slash medieval dark thing going on. So, yeah. And, you know, Wesley seems to love his mushrooms. But, anyway, we'll keep going past that. <laughs> Or fishing wherever he can. And wherever he can't also. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we did actually discuss that in last week's podcast. So go have a listen to the recap from May and you'll understand what we're talking about. Uh, the next one we have here is... I'm going to go to Mr. Blind Cubsy. And he was very short and succinct and straight to the point. You know, Cubsy man of many words. Community. <laughs> That's all I said. It would have been awesome if that build up if it was, but community and freedom of creation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cubsy. But again, you know, it, it's you know, it shows you know you got community there. Um, and there's a, there's a few other comments here about the community side of it as well. Um, I don't think you can beat it. To be honest, that community. Um, and now we right, have. Yeah. Sweeney, Mr. Notice Me Sweeney Pie. The endless possibilities for creativity, the wonderful community surrounding it, the real-life impact it can have on children in their education and expression of themselves. And I'm just going to jump in there, Sweeney. Um, <clears throat> it's not real-life impact just on kids either. As, as we were saying before, it can have uh, real-life help and impact for us old fogies too. Um, yeah. The where is it? Sorry. Uh, the redstone mechanics is what really keeps me excited and coming back. The fact that the system is so well thought out that you can constantly improve and create insane machines and devices, it's all just so great. And then he sent through a second message. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. It's also a platform to get your message across in any method you would like to. Cinematic, buildings, past, present, future. A wide variety of audiences from all ages. It's just perfect. Even though it's it's kind of on a basic level, it's not 
year after year, yes, it is upgraded. Uh, we get new blocks and things like that, but it still has kind of a, a basic feel to it, but it's so accessible to to whatever you want it to be. And it, and it also, you know, he mentioned their kids and that, and it, it's a game too that I can't think of many that appeal to kids from three years to 80 years of age. And it appeals mm-hmm. to everybody. And it's got something in it for everybody. It's, yeah, it's, it's a phenomena. Let's put it that way. Right. So now we move. So thank you to all the Interrealms players that did submit um, some responses there. And now we'll move into non interrealms players. So we've got a message here from, well, <laughs> former Interrealms player, currently inactive, uh, Joush, Joush Lander. What's not to love? But if something more specific is needed, the ability it gives me to create the universes I imagined since I was a kid and all the stories it inspires me to create. And I think that's uh, sort of more of the same um, sort of comment there. But what I liked about that one was the ability to bring to life creativity and thoughts and dreams that you had when you were younger. And now you've got a way to express that and actually see those things in, in well, in real life, sort of, so to speak. Just one thing about Josh, I like uh, he 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 can take some things that he's he's done, you know, in in a. I'm talking about Lego. Uh, he's taken Lego type builds and then put them into a virtual space. I think that's that's unique. Uh, how he's done that. Um, yeah, I know Scar did started to do that with Aquatown um, in Season 7 of Hermitcraft. Some of his builds there were modelled on the, the city Lego. And I was a little bit disappointed when Jow stopped making the videos of the Lego builds because I thought that was an absolutely brilliant idea. And I, Josh, if you oh, are yes. listening to this, please start that series up again because that was awesome. Uh, one, I know it's not a Lego build, but uh, and he's been sharing different builds throughout some of the different communities. But the one that I absolutely love of his is the Baba Yaga house. <laughs> the there's something about that, the angles. Um, it's not. You look at it and you say that's 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 Minecraft. That was that was done in Minecraft. So that that for me is one of his most impressive builds and probably my favorite. It, it is an awesome build. Um and I would hate to build it in survival. <laughs> that would be it that would be a challenge oh. and a half. But you know oh, But that again, you know, that whole fantasy scene theme, you know, whatever whatever's in your head you can do it with enough time and know-how and practice. You want it, you build it. And that, that sort of segues nicely into a message from Squishy Cat, who has said, can be as creative as you want and play the game your way. And that was a nice, simple way of basically summing up everything that we've said so far. And again, I sort of put Joush's and Squishy's um, comments together because they go hand in hand so nicely. And right. this one I also put in there from Rabbit Rabbit. 
MC. So Rabid was actually one of the players on uh, Last Life that we did, the Netherlook Better series. Uh, Rabid says, I love the fact that you can build or do anything you like. If you want to build a carrot farm that makes thousands of carrots, go for it. You want to build the Taj Mahal? That's cool too. And again, Rabbit, Rabbit, I'd love to see you build the Taj Mahal, mate. Hit me up when you've done it. Well, carrots would be cool too. (laughs) (laughs) He is a rabbit. (laughs) And I love the fact with him, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, he's got a texture pack that turns his totems of a dying into carrots or or like a special carrot. He's got something like that anyway. Um, We have Swarmy, who is also one of the players on Last Life Now Look Better, and I actually play on Better Minecraft with Swarmy. And he's actually done a pretty extensive summary, which is why I've left it to second last. I love the depth and breadth of different types of gameplay that can be had from the overarching game. Exploration, technical, farming, and then he lists all different types of farms. Uh, building, advancement hunting, PvE survival, PvP, and so much ju- sorry, and so much more just in the vanilla game. On top of that, you get emergent gameplay, where new ways of playing the game, custom game mods, and mini games are still created and discovered all the time. Add in mods and data packs, and the possibilities are almost endless. I also love the technical side of Minecraft. Personally, learning the mechanics of how features of the game work, tinkering with them, manipulating them, and exploring how they can be used or broken to achieve other behaviours or results. One final thing I love about Minecraft is the communities that are created around the game. There's the overarching game community, communities centred around certain aspects, technical, PvP, etc., and communities around content creators and groups, servers of like-minded people playing the game together. I think Swarmy touched on everything um, that everyone said, that we've said, and, you know, the possibilities are endless there. And he mentioned there, you know, uh, going back, uh, still games are still created and discovered all the time and adding the mods and the data packs, which takes us all the way back to the start of the, the podcast when we were talking about the snapshots and, you know, fireflies. Well, developers are not giving us fireflies, but we're going to have fireflies. And that's the beauty of it. Right. And and that's what it boils down to. You can play however you want. You can play the vanilla game, whether you're on Bedrock or Java, or you could add, add in texture packs. You can play your own way. and And for the most part, the community accepts that, that you're free to play the game your way. And I think you just said the right word there, game. Games are meant to be relaxing and fun. So you can play it however you want it. There is one more. Um, And I've left this one to last because it sums everything up. It is the most well thought out, most well written response that we received. And in response to the question, why do you love Minecraft? Dirty Dog Gaming has said, why not? And I think that as a summary of everything that we've talked about from ourselves, 
everyone else's perspective that sent messages in, why not love it? There's no reason not to. Like you said, there's highs and lows with the updates that come out. There's things that we like. There's things that we don't like. But there's always something to love about Minecraft. So why not? Yeah, why not? So this is a discussion that I'm sure we could go on and on about. About why we love Minecraft. And we could probably ask more of the community on more specific things on why they love Minecraft. But uh, we want to get into other topics. So we're going to end it right here with that last answer. Why not love Minecraft? So we thank you once again for joining us here on Minecraft Lab. And this has been a really good, good episode. I, I've, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's certainly, you know, we've had, we've covered some heavy topics since we started this podcast and it's nice to have one where we can, yeah, bit lighter mood and bit lighter topic and yeah, has been a good one indeed. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can always find us chatting about something in the discord and I believe the awesome Keegers has left that in the description somewhere, hopefully. Hit us up, join the Discord, and let's talk about why you love Minecraft. And among other things, you can find out what's going on on the Interrealms. So if you would like to find out some more about the Interrealms and the players and what we're up to, head on over to interrealmssmp.com. That is our new website. Again, thank you to the amazing Heegers. And you can find all this information, links to all the various players, their own social medias, their own YouTube channels, their own Twitch channels. And we would love to see you guys on the videos, on the Twitch channels, having a chat with us. We would absolutely love it. This has been awesome. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the next Minecraft Live episode. And I don't know how to end this. <laughs> I do. I'm I've just got, kind of rambling at this point. Mine, okay. should we give okay. them a hint about what we've got in store for the next episode? The next Minecraft yeah. episode. Assuming, assuming we're assuming we're still going to do that. I am fifty-two years old. I'm, I'm a fifty-two-year-old Minecraft player, and in my age, I am getting forgetful. <laughs> so why don't you just refresh? They do my say the mind is the first to go, Miner. So, yeah, my condolences. I'm not too far off you. Um, we were thinking about doing it live, a live recording, live streamed, Miner on YouTube, Troge, me, on Twitch, where you guys that listen can get involved in the chats and the discussion, and we're going to do it when 119 launches. We're going to be talking about our thoughts, what we think, what we can do, and we want you guys involved with it as well. And... If we manage to pull it off, it should be a heap of fun. So, right, live, live, live Q&A. Q&A, live chat back and forth. So, yeah, don't forget, give us a rating on the podcast, uh, follow the podcast so you don't miss it, and also head to our both miners' YouTube channel and my Twitch channel, leave a subscribe, leave a follow, 
so you do not miss your opportunity to be a part of the next Minecraft Lab recording. So this has been Minor Thoughts and... The Troge. I remembered this time. <laughs> Signing out of Minecraft Lab, and we will see you in the next, possibly live, episode. <laughs>